Hi folks, this is Annette of AnnetteLeonard.com, back again with Chronic Wellness. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today we are continuing with part two of my interview with Mike Murray, who is an educator and uh, author of the book, My Pain Body Solution. And we are gonna jump back in now to part two of my interview. So through reading Sarno and others, you found a physician, Dr. Strax, who works with TMS patients. And you had an appointment with him. He diagnosed you or he, he confirmed that, that you have TMS. And uh, you go on to say uh, that you were confused about what repressed emotions are. And I think a lot of people have this confusion. You say, I was looking for past experiences that I did not, that I would sudden, that I would remember or would suddenly appear. I missed the obvious meaning that repressed emotions are emotions that you unconsciously avoid, perhaps consciously too. It was not clear to me at the time, but my emotional suffering was significant and resistance to pain played a major role in maintaining pain. I can go back all the way to third grade to when I told my father that I wanted to try the violin. And he just, he's, he just laughed. He's like, you know, why would you want to do that? And I, I can feel like I can put myself there. I can put myself watching my son play peewee football when he was a quarterback and he couldn't get the snap and the angst that I was feeling mm -hmm. and just trying to push all those emotions down. I didn't, you know, I, I've just learned all of this in the past two or three years. So, you know, repressed emotions are simply the way I describe it is when you feel something in your body and you resist it and try to hold back by working too much drinking too much, exercising too much, whatever it might be. We all have our different vices when we try to ignore what the body is saying. I don't know if that makes sense, but. I think that's the, a very simple and clean explanation. Yeah. yeah, thank you. And so through this work, you started doing with Dr. Strax, you're journaling, you're meditating, you're, you're developing new self-talk. And you say, at that time, I was incapable of relating to my emotions. And you, you do all of this intensive work and decide to get a therapist. And in the book, you say, it had been six months since I discovered TMS, had seen a TMS doctor, had taken a nine-week mind-body course, had done reading, and spent two months in psychotherapy. I'd even done meditating. And yet, I hadn't. Uh, I had yet to recognize any sort of shift in my overall pain that would give me a greater sense of hope. I mean, that's a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. What would you say now about those timelines or those expectations or about that, that feeling, that overall feeling? Well, if I were to, um, to, mentor someone that is on this journey similar to mine um you know it, it's it's not a straight path mm -hmm. it, it it takes time 
um, and you just need to stick stick it out and be patient. Um, you know, Dr. Straxon, and when I was working with Dr. Sherman in psychotherapy, they were all asking me about kind of spikes in pain. What are you feeling when you have a spike in pain? And at that point, I was always in pain. Now, whether I wasn't always in pain was, I, I convinced myself I was always in pain. Mm -hmm. uh, and to me, sensations were incredibly threatening. Like I have little sensations on my arm right now. Um, four years ago, three years ago, that would be terrifying for me. And which would then feed that, that painful fear in the body and would increase it to be painful. Um, so whether I had pain, physical pain or not at that point, I, I was really struggling emotionally and convinced myself I was in pain. Um, and, and one of the, so they kept on asking me like, what are you feeling right before you have a spike in pain? And that was just, I didn't understand what they were saying. And at this point, I started to meditate. Um, and after meditating for a couple months, what I found was happening is my overall pain kind of threshold was starting to drop. And because it was starting to drop a little bit, I was finally able to witness a spike in pain, the one that my doctors were asking me about for some time. Um, and it was at my, if I can share this story, it was at my daughter's lacrosse game. She was a sophomore. She started her freshman year in high school. There's no reason she wasn't gonna start her sophomore year. My wife was away. Uh, I went to the game by myself feeling actually pretty good. You know, no pain or very little. Um, and when the five, within five minutes of the game, the, the coach took her out and consciously I knew it was a scrimmage. I know Jamie is one of the best players on the team. I know the coach was just trying out different players for the scrimmage. I knew all of this, but all of a sudden I felt this, this just incredible angst in my stomach that kind of rose up. And uh, within probably five minutes, my feet became frozen, like taking like on a scale from one to 10, probably like an eight and a half, like painful. And I could no longer watch the game. I went to the car, just sat there in, in, in really bad pain. That night, I kind of put it out of my mind. Within a couple of days, the pain subsided. And then shortly later, I got a text message from a friend and he said something that set me off. It was an innocent remark, but in typical fashion, I grabbed onto it and started creating a story of what he really meant. Like I would know what he really meant. And within minutes, my feet became frozen again. And it was that at that point that I, I was able to tie emotions to physical pain. Mm -hmm. and, and I describe in the book that when they were asking me to pay attention to what happens right before you have a spike in pain. I thought they were talking about kind of emotional angst. And, and that is what you, you do need to look for that. But something else happens in the body. You're smiling, so you, I, I think you know what I'm saying, or you probably feel it too. But something happens in the body before 
And it's probably unique to all of us. But when you are triggered, when something happens, it happens instantaneously. And I could feel it in my stomach rising to my chest. It then got into my head where I started getting really angry. And then for me, those experiences pour out of my body as physical pain. Mm. Uh, so that was, that was like a really pivotal moment is being able to see the spike in pain and, and then to be able to identify what I was feeling in my body before the emotional angst and before the physical pain um, kind of took me over. Um, so that was kind of a, a big moment. It chills as you describe it. And it was potent to read about just the, the power of having that stimulus response so clearly identified. And, and, and as you say, it is different for each of us, but to, to acknowledge the power of being able to see it finally in oneself yeah. and and it, and for me it's not always as clean as that but right. but to have a, a clear example right is, is power yeah the the interesting now that i've developed that kind of body awareness and i've developed that through meditation and yoga i and it scares me even saying this but i can it, it, it makes me sad what I'm about to say. I can now go back, as I said earlier in this talk, to times in the past where, where I would have that experience of hurt for my kids or disappointment or whatever it might be, and I would just repress it. Yeah. And, and my, body, my body essentially could take no more. And, and that's kind of what it's come down to is I have held things in for so long and I kind of hid behind this veneer of success uh, thinking money can buy you happiness and it really, money makes life easier, no question about it. Uh, but uh, easier and happiness are, are, are two different things. And, and that's one of the reasons why I was in the book kind of, and I'm not sure if I did the right thing or not, but I was fairly open about my fortunes with financial security. And I, 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 I included those in the book for two reasons. One, it's who I am and I can't, you know, I worked hard for it. But two, I thought it was important for people to see that wealth doesn't, doesn't eliminate suffering. Great. Can grease some wheels, but it-, it Yeah, that's right. It certainly, it certainly has helped. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. And I'm curious if you're willing to clarify for people who are listening. Um, I think one of the things that I talk about frequently on my podcast is that um, that oftentimes I make my pain worse by fearing my pain, by, by resisting my pain. And, and you talk about the fact that you keep or kept at times pain journals. Can you clarify what kind of pain journaling you did or what that looked like? Yeah. Um, yeah, where was she? I was, I, I, had, I had done the pain journal prior 
to really diving into the mind body work. I see. I thought it was part of TMS. I didn't realize that. Yeah, but 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 what I've come to see though is that 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 pain journal was really a, an expression for me. And, and, it, and it, you know, it gave me an opportunity. I know a lot of people journal and I do a little bit about that. And, and that's essentially what that was. It allowed me just to, you know, if I had pain in my butt, I'm going to write about that. And I believe that just that simple act of writing can really release some of that pent up energy that, that stays in the body. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let me find where I'm in my questions. Mm, I'm just going to highlight a few really beautiful things that you wrote. You say, I now recognize that healing happens when we put in the work and create deep changes by connecting with our true self. You go on to describe after uh, working with meditation and, and describing a few moments of really being present and having a couple of experiences of meditative peace. Mm -hmm. uh, you say, my pain was not different. It really had not improved. The cycle of pain was still in place, but I was at peace. I was the witness to my calm center. Yeah. Can you describe how that is a shift? Yeah, for, as I said earlier, anytime I had pain, um, I just, um, it was just so incredibly threatening to me. And it would consume me because I had kind of retired, or kind of, I had retired. I had retired for two reasons. One, I had this imposter syndrome. I, I felt like everything I did was with smoke and mirrors. Uh, but also to, to pursue the things I love to do in the outdoors. So anytime I had physical pain, um, it was so incredibly threatening. So that, that scene you're describing from the book, um, was incredibly powerful because it shocked me that I could be in pain, mm -hmm. but I could still find some peace. And to me, that's what this journey is all about. You know, I hope I can keep my pain away um, and who knows what will happen. But what I do know is all the work I've done no matter what life throws at my way, I'll be able to find peace. And I do that through meditation. I meditate every mor morning and I do deep belly breathing. So anytime I get anxious, whether it's by watching the news um, or if it's I have pain in my body or if I see my kid's disappointment in something, uh, I can come home to it very quickly by doing some deep belly breathing and, and I, I get this sense of calm and clarity that comes over me that I'm able to, you know, uh, I'm able to address the situation with a clear vision. Um, you know, 
my two of my kids, they they're dealing ones in college and she's dealing with some anxiety being away from home. And um, I, I, I feel my journey has prepared me to help her deal with her anxiety and by by able to meditate and calm myself down i can be present for her and help her what she needs my gift yeah and it took a while you know i i i preach meditation to everyone every, all my kids and my wife we all meditate now and i try to share with all my friends but i try not to oversell it because it's it, it, while it's incredibly pow powerful and it's changed my life in so many ways, and I'm not even talking about the physical pain, um, but it's subtle, you know, and it doesn't happen overnight. It, it, it's, you know, it probably, I, I would probably took me probably three months of meditating every day to f see the first shift. Um, but it continues to happen. And just, I find myself with meditation being more open and less judgmental. You know, in the past, if you weren't a fly fisherman or a cyclist or a backcountry skier, you know, I didn't know it, but I was judging people. You know, I don't, you know, if they didn't do those things, you weren't gonna be part of my circle. And, and that's one of the true gifts is the, the the people I've met because of this, the new friendships I've developed. It's getting good, isn't it? <laughs> so as you can see, uh, Mike has a lot to say and has learned a lot and is such a gracious and generous teacher of uh, the things that he's learned and sharing so honestly and humbly with us. So you will not want to miss the conclusion of my interview with Mike tomorrow. He's going to talk a bit about the ways that emotions really ran under the surface of his life experience without his conscious awareness. He'll also talk about the way trauma informed his experience and not dramatic or radical trauma, but sort of the daily onslaught and also the way ancestral trauma sort of carries through the family line until we take the time to stop, examine it, and rid ourselves of it. And how the simple act of talking about his emotions started to release some of the pain in his life. He talks about the role of acceptance in chronic pain, which I think so many of us can relate to, as well as what the role of Western Med is the role of Western medicine now is in his life. So again, there's so much more uh, yet to come on tomorrow, the concluding interview with Mike Murray, the author of My Pain Body Solution. And if you don't already have your copy of this book, don't miss the chance to get it. You can get it at your local bookseller or you can get it online. And I want to emphasize again the fact that I will be giving away this copy of Mike's book. And if you'd like to enter up to three times for a chance to win, scroll down to the bottom of show notes wherever you are watching or listening. Or if you'd like to get over on my Instagram where you see uh, the cover of Mike's book, I have a description. I will be giving away a book on July 5th. And I'd love to give the book to you. So enter to win. 
And until we're together again, thanks so much for joining me. And until we're together again, be well.